have. <laughs> be careful. Be careful how you say that, Jack. Say That's that right. One. But the <laughs> annals of our coaching experiences, and not just way back for 15 years with the coaching experiences, but meetings with clients the last two days. We'll take something that we've talked about when we meet with them and what we do pretty regularly with our clients. We meet either weekly or biweekly, and we spend a couple hours with them talking about their business, teaching them the seven keys to success. And during those discussions, we focus usually on problems that that are vexing them. So the stuff we're going to talk about today, we've talked about today already, earlier today, with our clients and yesterday. And it's funny how those things go. Uh, but today, what are we going to talk about? What what segment are we going to talk about today? Uh, uh, Jack, I'm still stuck on the annals thing. I'm trying to figure out, does that mean current stuff? Or are they usually like... <laughs> annals. Back. Well, they wait, be current. annals, annals. <laughs> they could be current Depends or past. When, when's it officially uh, entered into the system? What, where are our annals? <laughs> where, where, wait, wait, where are our annals? It depends when it enters or stays or exits. I don't know. You can go lots of different ways with that, Jack. But that's kind of what's on my mind. So I had to kind of clear, I had to clear that out. I got to go look it up. Go you, you, you can look it up. So what we're going we're gonna to do tonight, we're, we're, we're going to, I'm going to pull out my inner Shakespeare here, Jack. Oh, boy. And, and dealing with a, a topic that's been a, a hot topic of discussion recently. And that is to sue or not to sue. <laughs> that is the question, Jack. And mm. how do you know? How do you know when it's time to put up a fight or to offer a settlement? When a guy pisses you off enough where it's screw it, I'm just going to go take him to court. <laughs> That's one option. That's yeah. certainly one option. And we've had, you know, oh, depends who you talk minute. to. Wait a minute. We got, you got the answer for the annals, Jack? I do. A record All right, so hold events. on. Hold on to the suit thing. We got an annals insight a here. record of events year by year. Uh -oh. oh, not day by day. All right. Dannels, so, we'll call this Dannels. Day by day. Day by day. All right. All right. So our, our daily, our da going to be daily annals or those Dannels? We put it together. Okay, so we got to, we got to make sure we're we're grammatically correct and our words are appropriate for the time and for the meaning, nah. which we always. We just got to make sure we're no, communicating. No, we always miss it. <laughs> make sure we're communicating, right? <laughs> so making up words, Dannel. That's a good word. So people will be will be searching and googling for Dannels and trying to figure out what that means. That's right. But it's a, it's it's the daily annals. So. We've had quite a few clients that are, that are that are dealing with that, and again, when it comes to, to to business, chances are very high if you've been in business long enough. At some point, you've been faced, or maybe multiple times, been faced with that question: to sue or not to sue. And it may be something that you're looking at somebody. It could be a case where you have a, a customer who's not paying you. Um, it could be the case where instead of you having that choice, maybe somebody's coming at you. Or you have a customer of yours that's coming at you for maybe not being happy with the product or service that was delivered or whatever might be going on. So maybe they're coming with a with a lawsuit to you. I've met numerous people over the years um, who've said, hey, you know what? You're not really in business yet, Jack, until you've been sued before, that's right? That's right. That's right. And uh, that's probably the case for most people, but you know, there are a few folks who haven't been. And it's... Most people don't don't like to get involved with it, but it, again, it's one of those things that, that that does come up if you've been around for long enough. It's going to be a question that, that that you're faced with, and there there are lots of ways to kind of approach it. And we'll we'll, we'll hit a few different scenarios tonight in terms of possibilities or frame situations in terms of how big or small is it. Uh, to, to, to your point, Jack, before you know, do you get real emotional about it and it's just hey, I'm ready for a fight? I don't care how big or small it is. And this person was, you know, they wronged me and. and, and and by God, I'm going to take them all the way to the mat no matter what. Or, you know, what do you do? 
Yeah, what do you do? You try not to sue. That's really what you try to do. But sometimes it's just inevitable. And, you know, it's never a pleasant experience. And and it always strikes an emotional chord. I've never met anybody who who just casually, you know, threw it on the death, throw it in a wastebasket, whatever the suit may be, just treat it nonchalantly. It's it's emotionally charged just by the the sheer paper and the language that's that's used, uh, and it's always delivered by paper. It's not it's not technologically uh, uh, advanced, and it's just it's just annoying. It's so annoying. It can be, and especially when the other side is relentless and feels they're right. I mean, really right. That's why they're suing, and you feel they're totally wrong. And you're moving towards a court hearing, which probably will never happen. But just the expense and the disruption and the angst that, that's involved. So the, the real operative phrase is you don't want to be sued or you don't want to sue. But what happens when you have to? Well, let's just say, uh, let me kind of build on what you were talking about there, Jack. Just to frame a little bit for people, kind of what does it look like? So if you talk to, to attorneys, we talk to, to, to judges, uh, Stats we hear are maybe three to five percent of any kind of potential case is going to go to court. Okay, so that means ninety-five to ninety-seven percent of any kind of a suit like this or what have you is never going to see the light of day when it comes to court. So keep that in mind. You know the the, the system is set up to have the warring parties, the parties that are disagreeing, it's set up to have them settle, to come to some agreement. It doesn't involve a magistrate or a judge or somebody from the courts. They're going to keep on forcing and forcing it into a settlement. So keep that in mind as you're starting to kind of pursue what's going on. To recognize that's probably, with with all great likelihood, that's where you're going to wind up as opposed to whatever you might have in mind in terms of the, the, the emotional push of if you're if you're a fan of uh, of Law and Order or or or. Uh, Matlock or Matlock or Perry Mason. Holy All right, God. the Wait great Sean. Do you know who Matlock is? Yeah, everybody knows who Matlock is. Jack Andy Griffith was around for a long time doing Matlock, oh, right? Wasn't he? Right. <laughs> but or L.A. Law. I Again, remember trying... it, but usually stuff I remember, no one else does. I'm bringing it up. I remember it, right? I'm okay. a, I'm a, at least I'm aware of it. How I about that? You might reading one of those current history. Uh, people can <laughs> the beauty of today too. If you aren't, if you don't know, you, you can always you can Google stuff or YouTube. But I, I, I was able to do that with uh, with Shannon a couple weeks ago. Her, her dad sent her something about uh, about Karnak. Oh my she god! She goes, Karnak. "Who's that?" I said, "I try to explain it to her. I got one of those." That forward brow look back, you know. I said, let's go on to YouTube. And I, you know, let's do Karnak. I mean, we, 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 got, we got a couple of them. All right, let me test the relevance of it. Sean, do you know who Karnak is? No, he All right, doesn't. see, see, All see right. You, 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 can, you can YouTube <laughs> Karnak the Magnificent. It's a Johnny Carson. You know Johnny Carson? There you go. He knows, see? He's, okay, he didn't know who he was called, but he knows. There you go. There you go. He's got it. So, anyway, so YouTube can be very handy for those kind of things, Jack. So, um, But often people have, have in mind... The courtroom is is some sort of TV drama that they had seen at some point in time because most of us have not have, have never really seen the inside of a courtroom other than maybe going on a tour or something like that. But to actually be in court, right? So people have have some vision of what what it's going to be like. Chances are you're not going to be there. It won't end there. Okay, so if that's your goal is to get your time on the witness stand or to cross examine that person and, and get them up there for that. Well, chances are that's not going to happen, right? You so wanna, yeah, keep right. that in mind. Especially as it's very emotional, 
up front. Well, if I'm not going to go to court and get my day in court, who do I get my day in? (laughs) That's Shakespeare, too. It is, huh? Mm -hmm. All right. So what's going to happen here? So that's one big thing. Uh, from a framework standpoint, what not going to court? Not going to court, right? Okay, so again, An- I'll ask another you thing. Again. You well, gotta... you get you you get your day with your attorney. <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm paying to be, I'm paying to be pained, paying to be pained. I gotta spend time with my attorney. Who? Well, he's okay. He's a good guy, I guess, but. Uh, well, I'm paying for that opportunity. It's not my attorney that I don't like. It's the guy who's suing me. But we're talking about when do we sue, or it doesn't make yeah, any difference. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to paint the picture real quick. Okay. And so I want to frame the I want to frame this real quick, and then we'll kind of get into a couple of cases because I think it's important to have that background. It's the exact kind of background we give our clients, Jack, when, when this comes up, because again, it's often depending how you know people's styles are, how emotional they get, where they're peeling them off the ceiling because they're, they're so upset about it to kind of bring back. Some calm, coolness, and collectiveness. Because again, w- when you're in business, or with any kind of strategy, you want you would like to know how are things likely to end out. You know, how, how, where they they likely to end, and how can you impact that, right? So we'll get into a little more of this detail when we come back. We have to hit, hit our first break here, Jack. So we got some more discussions on knowing when and how to decide to sue or not to sue. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter, and I'm Jack Pensini, and you're listening to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Back at it live here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. You are listening to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And we are kicking butt tonight because we're talking about suing somebody. We don't know who we're going to sue, but we're ready to sue. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the perils and the joys of suing somebody. Kind of short on the joys, Adam, but I know the perils are out there, that's for <laughs> All right. sure. All right, we're locked and loaded, and you can be part of the show. As always, if you want to be, give us a call, 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. So we touched on the first uh, segment. We're, we're trying to frame this a little bit. One of the things we want to make sure you're aware of is that it's it's very unlikely you're ever going to see the inside of a courtroom when, when, when you get involved in a lawsuit, so keep that in mind. The second thing is we're going to break here. We start talking about attorneys a little bit. And so uh, much like CPAs or, or, or the communicators or their, their agents for the government when it comes to taxes, uh, the attorneys are kind of the same way when it comes to the court systems or the legal system or you know, when you're going to get involved with, with the lawsuit. As I said in the first segment, keep in mind things are set up to be settled, not to be going to court and having your, having your day in court. So understand that the only people who are likely to make money in a lawsuit, or certainly guaranteed to make money in a lawsuit, are going to be the attorneys. That's right. And That's the, re- right. the reason for that, you know, what would you say, Jack, in terms of the, 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 the percentage of attorneys that are willing to take cases that are on contingency? What we mean by that is the ones that are saying, hey, I'll take a percentage of whatever I can get you, versus billing you by the hour and starting with a, a sizable retainer. Maybe 25% Maybe 20? Okay. Yeah. And it's got to be it has to be a pretty good case, and 
We've been involved in quite a you know we, we we've been involved in some some lawsuits over the years. Again, we we we've been doing our coaching business now for about fifteen years. There were a handful of, of cases we've been involved in, and, and one of those we had a contingency, you know, in, in terms of having an attorney who was, who agreed to be on a contingent basis. So it's something that you want to be aware of, and, and that works out pretty good too. Yeah, well, it's it's key because what what can be very frustrating and. Um, oh wait a minute! We've we've been involved in about three percent of our total clients in terms of lawsuits. Three percent. We've won every one of them too. Correct. So. Anyway, thought so I that fact yeah, again, you know, as, we, as we said at the opening here, nobody's immune from this. When you get into business, it's it's part of what happens. You have to decide when to sue or not to sue, again, to sue or not to sue. And you can make the case usually if you if you get unemotional about it and you, you, tr- you try to make a relatively rational case about it. What do you want to gain out of it? If it's simply to prove a point and pick a fight, again, you, you, you'll sue for, any, for almost anything. Right? You know, you may even pay that. You may pay an attorney for the privilege to make a point at somebody. That you may feel, hey, they're doing business the wrong way, and we had a case with that, where somebody's kind of coming in, and it wasn't that that we didn't, you know, deliver value. It wasn't that, that that they couldn't afford it. They just were kind of shady about how they like to deal with stuff, and it was the wrong way to do business. So, from our standpoint, we wanted to make a point, whether we collected the money that was owed us or not, we wanted to make a point to these to these folks that, hey, this is not the right way to do business here. And and that was the the, the the biggest driver from our standpoint, because the the dollar amount was not a big dollar amount, and it was going to cost us probably more in 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 lawyers' fees, but we wanted to make sure that that we were proving a point to some young business owners who were doing it the wrong way, and so we you know we we took the high ground that way to kind of make it happen. So that was one of the reasons why we you know why we decided to do it, and it's okay to do that again when we sort of kind of frame some of the, from the, some of the situations here. But we knew going in again. Chances are, uh, you know, that the attorney was going to be the one making some money on this, and so that that creates a problem from the standpoint that they aren't necessarily your partner in this, because again, they continue to push for you to settle. And so, when, when you keep that in mind, you have to figure out, okay, whatever you're owed, chances are you're, you're going to get a percentage of that. It's almost like going to a collection agency, right, Jack? If you're if you're trying to collect some money, that's right. Same, and, same principle. And it's a question of does does that collection does that collection agency take 10, 20, 30, 40 percent, whatever it's going to be. So be 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 aware of that, and be aware that again, the attorney may not necessarily be your partner in this. They're a necessary evil, especially when you're a corporation. You can't just go sue somebody personally. As as pissed off at Jack as I am right now, I can't just go sue Jack personally. I have to get a lawyer involved to sue Jack's company, and, and he has gonna, to get a lawyer I'm involved. Counter sued him. That's correct. So and, we'll both be suing each other. And I, I, I think you mentioned this, Jack. Usually it'll come back and forth. Maybe it comes by email, but usually it comes with a certified letter and stuff coming back. And they throw everything up against the wall. That's usually how it goes. They're gonna throw all stuff out there, and it's it, you get in the system. And, it, and and I was just we were just talking to Sean about this earlier. You know. You don't want to be in the medical system or, or the legal system. And so now here you are choosing to get into the legal system, okay? And certainly and not the prison system. Well, that's part of the legal system, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it could be. The could sub, be. The subcategory of it. <laughs> right. That's where you'll end up. That's where you don't want to be. And so so be aware, once you make that step in that decision to, to cross over that line, you're now in that system, and, and the control that you have or feel that you have is going to start to go away. Maybe instantaneously or may happen a little bit over time we start to recognize that all of a sudden we have we have attorney talking to attorneys and I had a client who discussed this the, the, the other day so you know a client who had a, a customer of theirs that decided to break an agreement 
the, the way their business works is, is they sign usually two or three or four year contracts, okay? And as you might imagine, when a contract is, is signed for that long, it's priced based upon that. It's priced based upon assuming we're going to be together for a certain amount of time so we can kind of spread out the payments, so to speak, right? So if a year into a three-year contract, somebody decides just to kind of cut it off, well, that's not, that's not the right way to kind of go. Um, it's, it's getting a good deal for the person kind of cutting things off. So this client took the better part of a month to decide whether or not to do this. It was, it was a significant amount of money that was owed, approaching six figures, okay? So I don't care how wealthy you are, how well you're doing, how much profit or how big your company is. If you're talking something close to $100,000, that's real money, okay, folks? But he didn't take it lightly in terms of, you know, just jumped on it right away. He wanted to think through all the process of it. And we kind of gave him this framework in terms of what was kind of going on. And we talked about the idea. said, okay, so if you walk away, what, you know, what, you know, what dollar amount? You know, let's say, you, again, you aren't going to get 100000 bucks once you start this, okay? If you can walk away, pick a number in your mind. It's almost like selling a company, Jack, right? So you go, you go through a process, hey, if you can walk away with X dollars in your pocket, you're going to feel... You'll feel good. You'll feel good about it, right? <clears throat> so he took some time to kind of ponder it and eventually decided to kind of go through with this. And it started off very slow because, as, you know, as Jack said, okay, all of a sudden we got to file, file a complaint, you file the lawsuit. Also, the, the paperwork starts to go back and forth, and the lawyers are trained to take as much time. So if I have, you know, a week to respond to you, I'll take a week to respond to you, Jack. If I have 30 days, I'll take 30 days. I'll take 29, excuse me, 29 days to respond to you. It's, it's the way that they go about doing stuff. And as a, a business person, it can drive you absolutely nuts. Because as business people, we're used to kind of, if we have a disagreement, we're used to kind of getting into a room and hashing it out. Oh, wait, that's, why they're, <clears throat> that's why they're so uh, appropriate for, the, for Congress. They bring in all those habits of doing business, and you look at that group and say, wow. So that's another little tidbit about our why lawsuits and what lawyers are all about. Well, I remember it was probably uh, 12 years ago. We were getting ready to, to, to address a group of lawyers on, on some valuation stuff. And I think at, at that point we just read an article. So this is going back to the early 2000s that the one millionth lawyer had just been sworn in. Oh, in, yeah. In, in the country, right? <laughs> I remember that. I so, remember you got, that. so you have a million lawyers. And again, the population is 300 million people, right? And maybe half that's working. Okay, so you got, you got quite a few quite a few attorneys out there you know they're looking for work right so they're happy to bill you find it that's right yeah they find it and look at you know what what happens is all of a sudden you're you're you've paid a you've paid a uh a retainer fee of two three four five ten thousand dollars that they'll they'll bill against right and don't you know they bill against that thing pretty quickly and so here you are you know five grand into something before you're like wait a minute what you know what what's happened here? You almost feel like, like it hasn't moved at all. Wasn't that the complaint this morning with one of our clients? Yeah, uh, and, and and it's having to respond to stuff, and all of a sudden something that that the, the other attorney, the, the attorneys know it's going to take the other attorney fifty hours to respond to it, right? And if they're billing out at two three hundred dollars an hour, that's ten fifteen thousand dollar decision, right? And so they they know, especially it depends who you're, who you're dealing with there. If you're dealing with somebody who's who's a little larger. So, the, the we got so many of these stories we we could talk about. We had the, the one I was that I was starting with, in terms of the one that was trying to decide whether to do it or not. Once he decided to do it, that's going back probably eight months ago when he decided to do it. And it's been dragging on slowly. And finally, after about seven months, finally got an offer from the the person that 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 he was suing for about ten percent 
of what was owed, right? I mean, just, just a ridiculous offer. So his attorney says, well, you know, you should come down a little bit and show, you know, kind of show some good faith, Jack, right? You're trying that's, to be reasonable your, here, that's right? That's your point. That's your point about their, their drive is to have you settle, not maximize what you can get. It's settle. It's not worth it. It's not worth the emotion. It's not worth the expense. So settle, even if it's 10% or some low number like that, rather than fight like hell to get whatever you can get. Right. So you try different tactics and you try to push it to, to, to move it towards some sort of a closure, and it's always always dragging their feet. Well, hey, we don't need to respond. The court says we don't need to respond for, for, for 10 days, Jack. So why don't we, you know, we'll get back to them in nine days instead of now. Or don't do this, don't do that. Also, again, it's, it's geared towards keeping it alive and going and not necessarily getting it, you know, getting it done. So it was probably three or four months into this process where this client said to us, I can understand now why yet you have such a, you know, a bad taste in your mouth for, for many lawyers. He said, I, I'd never experienced this before. It's my first time going through and dealing with, with a litigator like this, and it's, it's very, very frustrating for me. So... In any case, we have a lot of stories like that that we want to kind of get into and kind of talk about, you know, when should you sue or not sue. So stay tuned for more of those after this break. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. We help clients get unstuck from a state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. All right, welcome back to another segment here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are coaches, business coaches, not athletic coaches. Although it seems like we are sometimes, but we help owners of small companies. We help them get unstuck from a state of how. And today we're talking about lawyering and lawsuits. Subject that, boy, it's tough to hold for an hour. <laughs> to, hold, to, hold, to hold what? To hold back your <clears throat> our, our distaste for attorneys or how how, how most owners are not educated yeah, how this just, thing works. Yeah, you know, there's there's nothing ultimately there's not a lot of positive when you no. talk about this. So, so so let's talk about a case where you can avoid doing <clears throat> that, right? So okay. We, so we had a client of ours, and again this comes back to how do you decide to sue or not to sue, right? When do you do it? So and we had another client that was owed um six figures by a customer of theirs that was very slow on payments. And I've been a client for a number of years, and you know, they were, as many of you know, who've had some, some customers who were slower payers, that usually there's a lot of good stories that go with that. We haven't shared some of those. We should probably get into that at some point here, Jack, not tonight, but one of our shows. All the, all the, the litany of uh, stories and excuses you'll hear when you're trying to collect, collect money from somebody, right? But the, the story that, 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 that this uh, customer was telling our, our client was about growth and growing pains and um, the, 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 their customer was the, was the government, and, the, and I'm sure you can appreciate the government does not pay very quickly. So things kind of added up, and the, the question became, you know, hey, do you, know, do you want to sue these folks? If so, all of a sudden, you know, you, you know you're cutting them off. You know that um, chances are you're only going to collect a, a, a fraction of what's owed to you, and it's probably going to take the better part of a year or more to get it, right? Versus trying like heck to find other ways <coughs> – to salvage a relationship, to collect your money, to make a positive uh, experience of this, where you're going to endear yourself and create some very good equity with your with your customer. Yeah, you can turn these big negatives into positives if you use your head. And again, 
stop the emotions, slow the emotions down to a crawl. So, That's key. so in the case of this customer, we started to kind of change his mindset a little bit and said, hey, start thinking like a bank. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, again, you're all of a sudden giving credit to this customer of yours. So when you go to the bank, they don't just, you know, most banks don't just easily give out credit. Short of credit cards coming in the mail, it's relatively easy to get. But again, so if, you're, if you want to go get a loan from a bank, they're going to ask you a bunch of questions, right? They're going to ask you to fill out a bunch of forms with personal information. If you're a business or even if you're for personal stuff, they're going to ask for financial statements. Why do, bankers have to, why do bankers have to wear suits and ties? And they just want to ask you all these questions and take you through loops that you don't like. Why do they wear suits and ties? <laughs> Great question. Why does anybody wear suits and ties? Beats me. <laughs> Usually people who wear suits and ties, you got to suspect them. Suspect them, not suspect them. Yes. All right. So we so so, so well part of our part of our <laughs> guidance to our to our client was not to put on a suit and tie, but it was to think like a banker, not to not to not to act or dress like a banker per se, but to think like a banker, and said, so why don't you go to this customer? Why don't you get a tour of their place to see if what the customer is telling you holds 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 water? First of all, if that's the case, then why don't you meet with them and ask them to see their financial statements, see what's going on, ask them for their balance sheet, ask them for their P and L. Now, let me pause. I'm pausing because we know <laughs> most owners of small companies don't know what you're talking about. Right. Right. They don't know what, you know, okay, so say I get that balance sheet and profit and loss statement, Jack. Now what? What do I, what do, I do with I don't know what it means. paper, right? I don't know what it means. So it's useless. Right. Right? So. Wait a minute. Where are we? We're trying, to, we're trying to avoid going. <laughs> we're trying to avoid suing suing a good customer, right? Right. So, fortunately for the for our client, he'd been with us for about a year, and he kind of understood this stuff, and he was going to bring it back to us to help him understand what he was seeing, right? So he went through, and he had a meeting, and and, and lo and behold, he was shocked, absolutely shocked, that his customer would open up and and provide him his latest balance sheet and profit and loss statement. <clears> Amazing. Like, so I, I couldn't believe this guy. This this customer would would give it to me. So the reason why I want to look at that is, is understand where he was. Okay. So the fact that he was owed six figures was a big deal to our, to our, our clients. Yeah. Most maybe, small businesses, but maybe it wasn't su such a big deal to his customer, right? You want to understand, are, you know, does he owe seven figures to somebody else? And we had this case with a, uh, a customer of ours with a different business that, that Jack and I are involved in, who was a little bit slow on paying. And, after you know, dragging things out, dropped the bomb on everybody and said, "Oh, by the way, we sold the company," and came back with, "Get this! This is this is a this was a, a unique kind of uh, ballsy approach." Well, I negotiated as part of the deal is I could pay you out over the next three years. <laughs> right? Remember this one, Jack? Yeah, I remember it. Okay, yeah, I remember. So, as we started talking to him about what, what was going on, you know, we weren't owed six figures; we were owed. Five figures, you know, it was, it was low five figures. And it turned out that what he owed other people totaled into not the five figures, not the six figures, but the seven figures, right? So he was in he, he was in debt for almost two million dollars, and he owed us about fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars, yeah, right? Somewhere around there. All yeah. right, and we said, now nah, you know, I don't think we want to wait for uh, for three years to. Maybe get paid a small portion of what's owed to us. We'd like you to pay what you owe us now, and we were, and we stuck hard on it. And and he was kind of taken aback by that, 
Yeah, very offended. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna badmouth you guys up and down, left and right, all this other kind. He got very emotional, right? And we stood like a brick wall, very unemotional. So that's what we'd like to do. If not, we're gonna come after you. No, well, he wasn't too bright. You know, we know how to read financial statements, and he basically uh, had issues on his financial statements. That if somebody had this, the information that we had, the intimate knowledge of it, they could do what we did, and that is sue them. And we won. We won big. Because we we knew we knew his his numbers better than he did at this time. I think you're mixing stories. That's Oops. all right. I am. You are. That's all oh, right. That's a, that's a, that's story, a good story, though. Yeah. No, that's, that's okay. Well, it's not too different because we had knowledge of this guy's numbers. Plus, he was telling us what was going on, and we knew that, that that there was a pool of money that was there. And so for ours, like I don't know, you know, what's fifteen or twenty thousand out of two million dollars, Jack? It's a very small percentage. Wait, now you got me concerned here. What story are we? <laughs> <laughs> what client? The clients are running. This is they're a, running this is through. A, this is another company that, that, that you and I are involved in. Yeah, I know that. I remember that. It's it's another one because I said a different one. <laughs> well, that was a that was <clears throat> our company. You know, MVP versus versus MSM. Oh, okay. That's where we're getting confused. All right. All right. Yep. Okay. So anyway, we know <laughs> this is what we're doing with our client. You gotta know what the, you have to know what you're looking at in terms of the financials and know what's there, and realize again. So in our case, with, with this case, with, with this other company, we knew that you know fifteen thousand out of two million is a pretty small number. So they could take care of us. Much of much as they would be upset about writing the check or anything, it was as one of our other clients used to say, is decimal dust, right? It's so small, it's decimal <clears> dust. It's you know, good it's term. Here, I like right? that term. Right. So. They could afford to take care of us and, and not wanting us to be a total pain and, and, and raise all kinds of heck just for such a piddly amount. Whereas, come back to this client that we were talking about before, you know, who was owed six figures. <laughs> well, wound up that there were, you know, the bank and somebody else was also owed six figures, but he was maybe <clears throat> number three in line. So, okay, so it was significant to his customer too. So he had no reason to, to, to not be upfront and, and to kind of work with them. And so they worked out a deal, they, they, they negotiated some payment and one of the things that, that we're very big fans of and and and, and uh, i'm gonna guess most of you listening have been through this before if you have somebody who's not, not has not been a good payer picture if they came to you and said look i'll pay you cod i'll pay you cash if you keep if you, you know, for whatever you deliver me now from now going forward we are amazed how many folks will not do that it's because they're pissed right? <laughs> from sheer emotion and right? because they yeah, that's right it's emotion emotion and money don't necessarily mix well together certainly not all the time that's for sure no they do not and so this client worked out a deal where going forward we would take cash cod and then as part of that cod they'd also uh, the, the, their customer would pay a little bit on what was owed and they laid out a plan that could show a payoff in about six to eight months but, but making him whole. It wasn't, you know, again, come back to, you know, to sue or not to sue, right? So for what seemed like a relatively reasonable or, or minor risk of trying to work with this customer, who's been a customer for a while, had a plan laid out, seen the financials, said, hey, you know what, I can get, a, you, know, uh, you know, 100 cents on the dollar as opposed to 50 cents <clears> or 40 cents on the dollar, and also have this customer going forward. It seemed like a risk that was worth kind of going through. And didn't you know within eight months, I think maybe it was nine months, it may have stretched a little bit further, but within nine months it gotten made made whole and continued to do more business with this guy and made more money on him. Wait a minute. I'm still trying to think of who I'm, I'm mixing different who stories that, together. Who that so client, yeah, who that client was before. Yeah. Which we'll get <laughs> we'll get it we'll get it off there. We always we always like to protect the innocent or the guilty in this case. I need a code word. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'll give anyway, it, okay. it off the air. That's what I got. Say, Lawsuits. You got me distracted with, 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 with annals early on. Now I got you distracted with this client. D-annals. D-annals. right, the D-annals. If you forget what the annals are, go back to the earlier part of the show. You can hear about That's that. That's a Shakespeare thing. Yes. There we go. Back to Shakespeare. <laughs> so to sue or not to sue, we gotta, you have to have some perspective on this. You know, Our guidance and advice will always be to try to find a way to be able to work it out. But there's ways you can go work it out besides just, you know, Pounding your fist and hey, pay me my money, Jack. You know that's okay. That's like the guy in uh, in Goodfellas. Remember that guy, the the guy with the the, the hairpiece and you know. Oh, the yeah, the guy. What did he? Didn't he sell hairpieces? Nah. He's, what did he sell? Did he? he made, was it hairpieces? I think so. Or pools? Yeah. I think it was ah, whatever it was. But he was well, he's annoying, right? Because he you know he gave him the tip and he started shaking down the mobsters for the money, right? Wrong hey, my people. Money. Wrong, wrong, wrong people. Wrong people to mess with. That's <laughs> right. right. So they're not saying you're dealing with mobsters so, per se, but so, you know, so you, doesn't work. You, you should sue when you have a good case. I mean, let the emotion settle. That's that's a good part of what an attorney does for you. He generally, she generally will will cut the emotion out of the the situation. So now you got a business decision laying on on the table in front of you, and then you have to assess whether or not you have a good chance of winning. And if so, how much is this going to cost? How long will it take? Those are the kind of decisions, or those are the kind of facts you have to pull together. And when you do, then you make your decision. Sleep on it and come up the next morning and say, yeah, I'm going to go with it. I have a good case here, and this guy is just ticking me off. Or it's marginal. But always try to negotiate these things before you end up going to a lawsuit. Always. Yeah, one of the things you want to figure out is if you have somebody who's relatively reasonable or sane on the other side. For somebody who's a total whack job. We've seen that before, too. We had a client that they went and did some work for somebody, basically put a bunch of their own money in to, to, to do some work with the, the idea of getting paid. They were trying to work on a deal for the company, too, and that didn't work out, and the guy came back and sued them. So these guys did some work for them, spent their money to, to be able to do the work, and then they got sued had to pay more money, right? Because the guy's a total whack job. The guy sued everybody who was involved. When after all these insurance companies, they, they started to kind of... Un, you know, unravel it after about a year and realize that, hey, this guy has a strategy to go, you know, if they go to multiple people and touching multiple insurance companies, okay, that they'll they'll pay a certain amount of money. So it was almost like this guy had predetermined that's how he was going to do business. Sure looked right? that way, didn't it? And so there a lot of those folks that, again, you can't you, you can't fix crazy, you can't fix stupid, you can't fix irrational. You know, the, there are certain folks that, no matter what, they aren't gonna. They aren't gonna negotiate with you or be rational to try to, to really make this thing kind of work out. That's true. At that point, yeah. Then, then, then at that point, I think you're left with, is it worth the hassle and the effort, you know? And so, if we're talking about a few hundred, maybe even a few thousand dollars, chances are it's probably not worth it because it's going to cost you more, even if you quote unquote win. We haven't gotten to the point of trying to collect. That's a separate thing, right? But it's sometimes okay. You try your best, and then you kind of you have to. Kind of walk it away and chalk it up for a relatively inexpensive lesson. Well, that's and let the first. Go. That's the first question asked. You know, is this guy collectible? That's that's where you don't. If it's not collectible, if they don't have anything really to uh, to go after, why go after it? You're right. 
All right. Well, we had our, our last break here for the day. I'll fill Jack in while we're off there in terms of the other clients. See if he can well, guess I'm the waiting. code. Well, I'm waiting. Uh, honest to God, I we got, we got a few tonight. more stories here. Come to our last segment again about you know, to sue or not to sue. How do you know? And, and what are some other options to do that? So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, we're back with one of the fastest hours in radio. Believe it or not, we're in our last segment here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Thanks for uh, tuning in tonight again. I'm Adam Sunhalter. Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Mancini, and we're talking about lawsuits. Wow, what a subject. And and uh, going both ways, winning, losing, emotional. They all suck, but right. what, what the, are you going to do? What do you do? What so, do you do? It's the world we live in, Adam. People keep saying that. Well, it's a very litigious society, and with the number of lawyers out there, for one, but also I think with uh, the the decrease often in interpersonal skills that we're starting to see with technology being out there, people are used to having a computer screen in front of them or something that, that they're typing on with their smartphones. That um, the, the ability to kind of throw stuff out there and not know how to to resolve conflicts can be very very challenging. So one of the worst spots to be in is something we were dealing with with a client earlier today. Is you're into a lawsuit and you're getting lawyer bill after lawyer bill, and eventually you're just like, man, it's 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 gone way more expensive than than you thought it would ever go, and it's dragged out for months or maybe you know even into the years more than you thought it was going to go, and you just want to quit. You, you've had enough. Also, you aren't seeing the progress. You aren't feeling like it's going to win, and this often happens, especially as a small business owner. If you're dealing with some customers who are pretty big customers, okay. So if you're an owner of a company with you know ten employees doing a, doing a million two million dollars in sales a year, and and you're going against a customer of yours who's maybe got you know five hundred employees and doing fifty million in sales, or you got a Fortune one thousand you know the company that, that's a customer of yours who have deeper pockets for sure, may even have attorneys on staff. That's that may be part of how they go about doing their business. As mentioned before, we went to break. You know, a client of ours who got sued from somebody that they were dealing with that seemed to have a strategy of doing this. There are a lot of there are a lot of kind of uh, quirky people out there that that, that that take different avenues. But once you're in, how do you get out, Jack? I mean, you know, can you quit? Can you quit halfway ha- halfway in or partway in? Well, you know, once you get that slippery Boy, slope, of unlikely. You know, quitting. I don't like that word. Quitting. It's not one of my favorites. So, yeah, what do you do when you get in? You can always settle, right? That's always a possibility. That might be very expensive. If you do quit, what does that mean? What does that mean when you quit a lawsuit? You settle the lawsuit or you just well, walk you know, away, yeah. fold your arms in front of you and say, I quit, and walk out? Walk out of what? Well, it's hard. <laughs> walk it's hard. out of your office. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dropping the microphone, dropping the lawsuit. Bam. That's what, I quit. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. I'm tired of this, and I quit. It's like any relationship. Everyone's right? really making me mad, and it's not good for my health, so I quit. I don't know how well, you quit a lawsuit. Well, it becomes, <laughs> it becomes difficult. Something you mentioned, I think, maybe in the first segment, Jack, is usually what will happen is, you know, hey, if, if I sue you, I can be pretty darn sure that you're going to counter sue me. Whether there's anything there or not, that's just how the, that's how the, the, that legal game works, right? So if I agree to drop my lawsuit, will you drop your counter suit, Jack? You know, that's why we're going to have to at least get you to agree to that versus 
you know, I, I, could, I could drop my law. I'm going right. to keep it going. <laughs> right. In fact, our our client uh, this morning that we were we we've been talking about, uh, he didn't counter sue on advice of his attorney, and that's okay. That was good advice. But the other guy's relentless. He keeps pounding, pounding, pounding. Right. So he's got a burr up as you know what, and he isn't he isn't going to quit. I'd be very shocked if he quit. And he doesn't have all that great a case, but he's a bigger guy than our client. So well, he's a bigger guy that likes to fight, given his style, and he also uh, recently got his, got some more money in his coffers as he sold his company. Yeah, nice. So also, deal. he's got he's got a pile of money to to spend and throw at his attorneys if he wants to. Just to prove him, a point, you could see him peel off uh, uh, tens of thousands of hundred dollar bills <laughs> and put it in a war chest for himself. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's not a good place to be. You don't like that. So our client was mad because he's basically been paying his attorney a retainer every month. And, you know, there isn't always activity on some of these lawsuits. They can go for maybe a couple of months sometimes before there's activity that the lawyer has to work on. So he's he's dutifully paying a pretty good five-figure amount, and all of a sudden he gets a bill for work that's that's you know all of a sudden uh required by his attorney and it's a big number sucking up a couple of months of these five figure or five figure yeah four yeah. figure sorry about that almost the same what's a zero right among <laughs> friends that <laughs> <laughs> could be decimal dust for some but not for most jack that's right that's right you start adding commas that's more that's a bigger deal than adding zeros if you had enough zeros eventually you start adding commas yeah, right sooner or later that's depends, right depends where we're adding the zeros to but again, it, it, it can be tiring. You, you know, you can you can get fatigued. You know, this happens a lot when it comes to any kind of negotiation. You know, I saw a lot in my in my time on Wall Street. You know, we talk about you know people getting getting. There's buyers or more, or sellers or more. So that kind of comes up. A, a certain part of the deal, you just get tired of the deal. You know, you keep negotiating, and all of a sudden you feel like you're you know you feel like you're at the point where it's gonna it's gonna consummate or, or settle out and be, and be ready to go, and then it gets dragged out and you get thrown a curveball or something <laughs> like that, right? Same thing can happen with with a lawsuit, so it can become it can become very very tiresome, and it can be a tremendous distraction. What what happens too is, even though you have you know your attorney working on it, it's still it's still up there somewhere, right? Sure, it's, you yeah. wake up at three in yeah. the morning and all of a sudden it's on your mind. That's probably what woke you up. Yeah, it could be it's and even if it's not at the front of your mind, it's at the back of your mind. So it's it's kind of there weighing on you. And as the uh, as the days and weeks and months and uh, God forbid sometimes the years go by, it it just weighs on you the not knowing what's going to happen. And again, you're not <laughs> the likelihood of getting to a court date may increase at that point because you're you're into it for let's say a year plus. But even then, you're still likely to to have to settle out somewhere. And again, the only f- folks who are winning here are the attorneys. That's correct, though. Yeah. So so, so what do you do? So yeah, and so. It's not where you want to be, where things are put into somebody else's hands and he's in, he or she is charging you for the privilege of putting your, your stuff in their hands only because you got access to the system that way. And I don't know. It's not a, it's not a place you want to be, that's for sure. Well, can we come back to that? Because I think we touched this a little bit in the second segment, Jack, but you know, the idea of what's, what's driving the attorney. So likely for the attorney that they probably won't be dealing with mm-hmm. you as a customer going forward again that's correct but there's a good likelihood that they'll be dealing with that other attorney across the table from them again or the judge or the magistrate who they're kind of dealing with all of a sudden they're more worried about those folks 
because they're going to most likely see them again, or perhaps even working with those folks on some other cases at the same time. And you're a one-off person, so even though you're the one footing the bill, all of a sudden you aren't you aren't top priority for your attorney. That's right. They're not working for you, but nobody can really prove that. But you can tell if you have any kind of a brain at all with the way they want to settle and get things. The judge might not even be in the room, and other people are, are making these decisions for you, and you just don't know the system. Anytime you don't know the system... You're ripe for manipulation, not necessarily the best treatment in the world. So our so our theme tonight of to sue or not to sue, you might be kind of getting a sense of where we kind of come out on this, folks, which is the, the, the to try everything else you can before filing that lawsuit. I agree with you. So negotiating, settling, whatever you might want to do, keeping in mind a lot of the intangibles, too, as we were just touching on here a few minutes ago, of just the distractions, of the, the, the mental weight, carrying that, that albatross around with you, because, it's, it's, again, it's usually a negative situation. And it's like any negative relationship. You, know, you, you want to cut ties and, and, and kind of move, you know, be able to move forward. And you know, it's, it's a long life, as we were talking about before. So, you know, people may circle back around, and if you, you truly offer good products or services, they may come back to you at some point, right? Wait, I got another 10. I, I was looking at the uh, uh, my, more my Google. Yeah, more, <laughs> more <laughs> animals. I had to get up. I had to get up to check my annals. And <laughs> wait, I got ten ten things to consider before a lawsuit. You like these ten? Better ten hurry pointers. up. We're out, of, we're out of time, Jack. Okay, I'll go got, fast. Got I'll go minutes. real fast. There you go. Oh, oh my God! I got, go. Oh, yeah. Do you have a good case? That's number one. Have you made final demand in connection with your dispute? Have you tried to settle the dispute by compromise? Will you be able to collect judgment if you win? Do you have the money to pay a lawyer to handle the lawsuit on that one? You know they won't even start unless you got the money. <laughs> Do you have the time and resources to devote a lo- to a lawsuit? Are you within the applicable statute of limitations? Where will you be able to sue? Is your claim small enough to bring in small claims or conciliation court? And if you bring your claim in small claims or conciliation court, will you represent yourself? Those are the 10 things to consider, Adam. Our 10 things were better than this. I won't tell who the author is because he doesn't <laughs> want to be known. You'll, you'll save him the embarrassment. That's pretty good. You got that done in about 45 seconds, Jack. That's good. That's good. I talked fast normally. That was pretty, that was pretty good. So. Oh, man, I can be fast. That's, that's, that's good. So, All right, so we had a topic. Again, it came up, as we often do. It becomes a common thread for some of our clients. This was the one. It may not be the most exciting thing, but we know it's something that, that people have to deal with. And if you're faced that, this is a good show to kind of come back to and, and listen to again and, and try to figure out should you be you know, suing or not suing. So thanks again for joining us in this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you have any questions, please email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or you give us a call, 877-849-0670. Remember, Maximum Value Partners, MVP, business coaches, best in the world. Learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right.